we don't get so near details and I don't know what they are, but God knows. And uh, so I just ask you to pray for him and that for that church. And they're going through a turmoil and it seems uh, kind of like a dark uh, situation. So just just pray for that. And we don't know. I, I don't know for sure, but I do know that he passed. And so anytime a, a pastor that's well liked and some people love them, uh, it is a um, just a real um, punch in the, in the spiritual gut. I, I echo what I said last week that I think the devil is is uh, kind of ramping up his game. And if any of you in here want to say amen to that, you can do that. Because I think anybody who says I'm a Christian and I'm trying to do what Jesus wants, we're getting we're getting our uh, our tails. Uh, at least we're getting some uh, we're getting some uh, things launched at us. How about that? We're getting some missiles launched at us. Would you say? Yeah. Um, I also want you to pray for my mom. My mom had a heart event on Tuesday. We're not sure if it's an attack, but she fell. And then in the hospital, she fell again. And so there's a, she's still there and been going back and forth with her all week and, and trying to get her into some kind of rehab. And she has nasty insurance and it's, they're fighting and it's just a mess. And so she's at St. Francis. So keep praying for her. Um, and I appreciate that uh, if you would do that. Um, I think that's all the things I really want to say today. So let's pray, and uh, we'll get into our lesson today. Jesus, we, uh, we thank you for this day. And we know that um, when um, it seems like we're being tested, uh, just let us all know in here today, God, that, that you want us to turn to our faith. We don't want us to turn to fear. You don't want us to turn to uh, depression. You want us to turn to you. And so, God, we just pray that that will be our first call today. And I just pray that these next few minutes that you would uh, speak uh, through me and the scriptures and that you would just do a work uh, through our church this day and continue to do it each and every week uh, here as we live for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Doc, did you have your surgery? I just saw you back there. Did you have it? Thank the Lord. All right. Finally had his surgery and so we're glad to see Doc. I, I saw his, uh, his frame back there. And I thought, I'm going to say something because I, I don't want to forget that. We're so glad you're all here today, and, and don't forget the comment cards. If you have a prayer request, please let us know. It's just so many, so many folks have got, got things going on, and, uh, and uh, we want to keep up with it, and it's not too big for God. It's too big for me. It's too big for our church, but it's not too big for God, so just keep remembering that. We're going to start a new series today. We've been in the Reboot series, and uh, we are starting a new series today, and this came uh, when I was sitting at the zoo about two weeks ago. Uh, with Isaiah, my oldest grandson, and my oldest grandson was talking to him. He heard somebody say a word, a bad word, and it was a bad word. He said, what was that word? And I said, well, that, that's a word that we, we don't want to use, and you don't want to use. And he said, okay, I, I've never heard that one before. I said, well, that's okay. It's, it's a four-letter word. And he says, oh, okay. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. It's four-letter words, but not the cuss words. We're not going to talk about the cuss words, but we're going to talk about for the next four or five weeks, four-letter words that we don't often talk about. And so that, that's uh, kind of where we're going with this today. And today, our word is fear, F-E-A-R, fear. Um, it's, a, it's a hard word, fear, fear is, because when I mention the word fear, most of us could say off the bat, uh, you know, I, yeah, I've got some fears. Uh, and it, it doesn't seem like a real bad four-letter word because most of us would admit that we're, well, by show of hands, let's try this. How many of you are afraid of uh, spiders? Anybody afraid of spiders? Yeah, see, there, there's, some, there's a fear. And you, you readily, yes, that's me. How about snakes? Anybody with snakes? Yeah, they're, they're, oh, they've got a few more. All right. 
All right, all right. So, so things like that, we're readily able to say, yeah, I'm scared of that. That, that, that scares me. Um, and it's, it's easy to, um, to think about that. How about pentrophobia? Anybody got pentrophobia? You know what that is? No, it's fear of your mother-in-law. So, <laughs> so if you have that, you can, don't raise your hand. Anyway, if you read through the Psalms, they're one of the most comforting books in the Bible about fears. And I think I wanted to start off this series. I'm going to start this series with the four-letter word fear, and I'm going to end it with the four-letter word L-O-S-T, L-O-S-T, lost. And uh, I'll tell you all the other ones as we get to them. But today we're going to talk about uh, the word fear. Psalms, there's no better place to go to when you're having fear. So if you're here today and you're all juiced up about what's going on over in uh, the Middle East, if you're here today and you're juiced up about what's going on in your life, whatever it is, you know, I'm pretty juiced up. I got some things to be juiced up about, some scared things, some things I don't like, some things I'm going to have to face. Uh, And you are that same way too here this morning. And so it's important to have a go-to and so the go-to I want to I point you at today is the book of Psalms. Read the book of Psalms. If you ever want to be comforted, read the book of Psalms. It is all about uh, David being chased, David uh, saying, well, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to press into God and uh, do not fear. And it's just so many things that the Bible talks about. Let's start with uh, Psalms 46 today. Uh, it says this, God is our refuge. By the way, I use this at every funeral that I go to, every funeral, because I think this is so apropos. God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give away and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. Just read that a couple times while, while I'm talking here. I think most of you can do two things because you can stay on your phone and you can talk to your friends and do all those other things. So listen to me and, and just read over that a couple times. It gives us a picture of fear by telling us about earthquakes and that shake and mountains that crumble. And I've heard it defined this way, that equation equals fear when we're in a situation when we have this, this heightened vulnerability, that we're, we're vulnerable. I can't even say the word. We're, how, somebody say it. Vulnerable. Well, we're vulnerable. We're, I knew once I started it was going to be all over. We're that. When we're that, we, we just, it's hard to console us because we're, we feel so open and we feel so, so unprotected. And so today, uh, I want you to, to really, if you want a pocket verse to carry around, carry Psalms uh, 46 around. There's a whole set of fears that we easily talk about. You all, you know, you said you were fearful of certain things and raised your hand pretty easy. But there's some other fears. If I was to ask you to raise your hands today, most of you probably wouldn't do it. Probably wouldn't do it. There's the fear of rejection. I wouldn't ask you to to raise your hand, but most of us live with that to one degree or another. And so we keep our friends at arm's length, we keep our spouse or significant other from getting too close, and we don't really press in sometimes, and we just kind of keep ourselves at arm's length, because why? We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to be hurt. 
There's the fear of abandonment, and that goes with rejection also, that that, that person around me is going to, to leave me. One of the most uh, frequent problems that most people have when they go into a counselor is the fear of abandonment because they have these nightmares that this significant person or their mother or their father, somebody really important in their life is going to leave them, going to die, going to get cancer, a spouse is going to leave. And so they, they have continual fear about that. There's the fear of loneliness. Some of you are experiencing that today. Even though you may be with somebody or maybe you're by yourself, there's the absolute fear of loneliness. The one that, uh, that you want, you don't want to end up by yourself. You don't want to be just you and you alone. There's the fear of all, all different things, of failure, the fear of that if you try something, you're going to fail at it. So what we do is we what? We don't try. We don't try. And many times when we do try and we, we buckle in and we, we go through it, man, it, it, we find out that we can do it and we can accomplish it. <laughs> I talked about this last week, but there's the fear of defectiveness, that you've got a defect in you. And you're just that person. And nobody else has it, but you got it. It's a defect in you. And it's deep and it's ingrained and it's right there. Deep down in you, you have something that's wrong with you and you don't know if it's ever going to be fixed. Because you respond differently than everybody else. That's a defect. That's a fear. Fear of defection. Or there's a fear of, of weakness. The fear of being too exposed and so when I expose myself, that's why dating is the worst thing in the world. It's so because what do you have to do? You have to open yourself up. And so what we do is we, we really just open the door just a little bit, just a little bit. Here, here's me. Here's who I am. And it, sometimes it takes a lifetime for people to really, really open up because they're fear of, of, that, uh, of that somebody knowing that you really have that defect. You really have that problem. You really are that way. And so that, that fear of weakness gets it. And then, of course, there's the fear of death. And some of us will readily admit it, and some of us won't. When you're constantly anxious about you or someone you know diagnosed, being diagnosed with cancer, getting in a car wreck, uh, you don't like the word death. None of us do. We barely even say it in our culture. I've been to a lot of funerals. I've been through a lot of death. And here's some of the phrases that most people will say. And, and, you know, you know these phrases because you've used them. Well, they passed on. They've gone ahead, crossed the river. They're singing in the eternal choir. They kicked the bucket, bought the farm, pushing up daisies, bit the big one, crashed on the chips, all kinds of things. But we don't want to say death. I've heard that so many times. People just they don't even use the word. They died or they passed. They're not here anymore. I was thinking about that. And, and, and so these are all some, some real fears, and there's a million more. I didn't even go over yours, I'm sure. There's a million more, and they're fears that we don't want to talk about. And this, this, this uh, Middle East thing right now has got so many people, so many people in, in, a, in a tizzy. And I understand, I understand but I, I think today God wants to speak to some of you that are there at that spot this day. I was thinking about some of the fears that I have right now, and I want to share with you because I, I can't sit here and talk about your fears and not talk about my fears, so I've got to be open a little bit, so I'm going to tell you a couple of mine. 
I have the fear of, of having difficult conversation. I have a couple, two or three difficult conversations that I have to have with some people, and, and I'm scared about it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because I, I think they, they could reject me. I think they could run away. I think they might not come around me anymore. And, and so th that's a real fear, and it's a fear that I face on a daily basis. Is it wrong? Yes, because i got to trust in God, but it's still a fear, and it's still there. I have a fear these days as I watch the news, and I'm afraid for the world that my grandkids and my kids and their kids might grow up in if God tarries. I'm scared of it. I'm, I, I don't want them to do that. I don't want them to have to grow up in the, in the mess that, that our world has created, that, that sin and, and the lack of Christians being the light and salt. I don't know. And I, I, I have fears, real fears in that. Should I be that way? No, I should have faith that God is going to do that. But it's a real fear. I have a fear about some of you, that you've tuned Jesus out, You've tuned me out. You can tune me out all you want. I'm, a, I'm just a man. It's okay to tune me out and not listen to me. But you can't tune out Jesus. You can't tune out Jesus because Jesus wants to talk to you. And he, he has a plan and a purpose for your life. And if you're not listening and you're not pushing in and you're not growing, that, that's a real fear. Now, should I be fearful of that? No. <laughs> no. I shouldn't. I should have faith. But I still, there's days that I struggle with that. So I want you to know today that as, as the guy up here talking about fear, I struggle with the same fears that some of you do. Some of mine might be different. Some of mine might be deeper. Some of mine might be more concerned for the, for the masses and maybe not for myself. Because I, I don't have a lot of fear for myself because I'm, I'm like Paul. <laughs> I'm like, if I die tomorrow, man, I'm, I'm happy. And if I'm here tomorrow, I'm happy because I got grandkids that love me. I got kids that love me. And I got people like you in my life. So I, I got a good. I got a good. So I, either way, I like it here or I'm going to love it there. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about me so much. But I do have these little things that like gnats. <laughs> I was with my mom last night in the hospital for several hours, and we were sitting there, and she got her, her food delivered, and it was this stupid fruit fly, and it was just coming at her. And she was swatting at it, and I finally got up, and I, I was like, I got to get this thing. And I spent 10 minutes going after that thing. <laughs> and I think I finally got it. But it's like, that's what these things are. These fears are like. They're just little fruit flies that come at us, and we, we're doing this, and we're trying to eat our sandwich, and we're trying to live our life, and it's this, and then it's a real mess. It's a real mess. We've got fears that we talk about, and we've got fears we don't. Psalms 46 says this, God is our refuge and our strength. He's our refuge and our strength, and he's our help in trouble. Are you in trouble in your mind today? Are you worried about things that it's okay to be worried about, but you can't camp out there? You can't live there. You cannot live in fear. Refuge is simply defined <laughs> as a place to hide. And that's what you've got to remember when you, this fear comes out. You've got to hide. Where do you hide? You hide in the cleft, in the rock of God, who God is. He protects you. He puts shade over you from all the things that are going on. He is our refuge. He is our strength. Not me is my strength. Not alcohol is my strength. Not pills are my strength. He is my strength. 
And if you're trying those things, you will fast find out that none of those fit the bill. None of them do. Psalms 121 says this. Next slide. I will lift up my eyes. This is a long one, so read around along with me. Here we go. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. He never sleeps. Indeed, he who watches over Israel. Listen. He who watches over Israel. Was that for then too? Or is that for today? He who watches over Israel. He who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade. There it is at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Church, that's either a bunch of bull or it's true. It's true. It's either not true or it's true. Deal with that, please, my friends. Deal with that. Take that verse. Take that verse and and make it a part of who you are. Here's what I want you to understand. That God as a father has never been about getting some of you uh, to avoid being afraid. God never said when he made you, he never thought for a minute when he put you together that you wouldn't be afraid. He knew you were going to be afraid. And he gave you a system. He gave you an answer on how to walk through that valley. Even if it's the shadow of death, he showed you how. And he does allow circumstances that are hard and beyond our grasp. He allows us to get hurt. He allows us to to have unusual amounts of stress on our bodies and our mind and our temple and our spirit. He allows that because he wants to deepen your faith. Let me say that again. He wants to deepen your faith. He doesn't want you to be shallow and be swept away by a couple things and go, where's God? Where's God? He's the same place he's always be. He does not slumber. He does not sleep. He is the shade in the day, and he is your light by night, and he protects, and he's aware, and he knows everything that's going on. As a, as a dad, God was never saying Just go out and play it safe, son. Go out and play it safe, daughter. Just avoid your fears at all costs. And that's what some of you are doing. You're trying to control it. So you'll just stay away from this, and you'll stay away from that, and you'll stay away. You won't even try it. And God may be calling some of you to step out a little bit. Step out. Step away from your home if you're here and you're young and you're, you're wondering about, should I, should I branch out? It, it, he may be here today and, and he's calling you to do something in a work-related thing and, no, oh, I may fail. <laughs> you may, but he'll be there as you pick yourself up and he'll be right with you as you do it. I've been reading a lot about fear because I know a lot of people are, are dealing with it and, and different things. And there's, there's three words that I found, uh, and I think I, you might have heard these before. I'm sure you've heard them if you've been around 
anybody today, but the, the, the three words are this. They're fight, flight, and freeze. Fight, flight, and freeze. Let's talk about fight. Let's talk about fight. So we go into control mode when things happen around us. Uh-oh, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's really bad. So I've got to control it. I've got to make sure that I can rein in everybody and we'll, they're all right here in my hands. And then we forget, he's got the whole world in it. We forget who's got the whole world and who's in the world, me, in his hands. We forget that. But when we, when we have these fears... The first response of many of us is fight. Sometimes fear is good, and it's a call to action. It's a call to, you better do something. You need to do something. But then something happens where it becomes painfully clear that you have no control over nothing. (laughs) Over nothing. Have you ever been there? Are you there? You have no control. You can't control anything. You are under the, the visage, the, the idea of anything that God does, he's allowing you to do because he wants to move you stronger in the faith towards him. He doesn't want to break you. He doesn't want to make you so weary that you're ready to give up. That's the other fellow. That's the devil who's coming against us. He wants you to give up. He wants you to question why. He wants you to put all those things together. And when that happens, when we realize that we're not in control, fear can be overwhelming because you think, hey, somehow I had control over things. How many of you have had that happen in your life when all of a sudden everything in your life changes? Last Tuesday morning when my mom calls me and says, I fell, Jeff. My life has changed this week drastically, drastically, drastically. And I had to, I had to decide, how am I going to act with it? Am I going to go crazy and, and just you know, get all nervous? And no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press into God. And I, you can bet your bottom dollar I've been praying with my mom every day, praying for her to have faith that this is going to be all right, praying for, for myself that, that it, all this added things that are going on, that I can, I'm able to do them. That was my first thought. It wasn't, ah! It really wasn't because I knew, I knew if I did that, I would let so many people down. And, I would, I, and that's not right either because <laughs> that, it's not my job to hold any of you up. That's God's job. That's God's job. But that was my first thought. I don't let my church down. I don't let my people down. And God said to me, You've got to honor your father and your mother. So we respond in anger. We respond in anger when we're criticized. Have you ever done that? <laughs> your spouse, your friend, they, they criticize you. And what, what's our response? Well, let me tell you about you. And I'm gonna t- here's my list of everything that's wrong with you. I've got it. I'm going to pull it out. Here's how you hurt me. Here's what you did. Here's what you did. And so we come back at him. And we dump a, a, a complete busload of stuff on our friends. God never called us to do that. But that's what we do. We fight. Because when we get criticized or somebody does something that hurts us, we lash back out. And God never called us to do that. And so if that's you today, God may be calling you towards forgiveness. God may be calling you for reconciliation 
today with that person. See, we have this feeling of powerlessness when this, when this out of control thing, because what can any of us do about, uh, about the Middle East? Who, who can make a phone call and make it get better? Anybody here? Maybe Treble. No, he's in the service. Nobody here can make it the Middle East better. There is nobody that can do it except God. But yet I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap my arms around it and I'm going to worry all day long and all night long. Poor Middle East, what are we going to do? Well, you say, how should I respond? I, I don't know, but I think there's different ways to respond. So we fight and then we flight. We flight. I think I put that on the screen too. It's fight or flight. We run away from it. We take off, we hide, and we're faced with these fears of failure, of all the th- different things that we talked about. Fear of commitment, fear of, of intimacy, and you just shut down and you run away. You just go away. So like for, like, for instance, let's talk about this. Maybe this will help. So like some of you are afraid of flying. So you know what you do? You don't fly. You don't fly. Some of you are afraid of heights. You don't climb ladders, right? Yeah, there's a ladder. I'm not climbing it. All right, that's good. That's understandable. But what if you're here today and you're afraid of commitment? What if you're afraid of committing to Jesus? What if you're afraid of committing to your spouse? What if you're afraid of committing to the church? You know what happens? That's a problem because you can get away with the latter, but you can't get away with that because God called you into relationship with people, his people. God called you into relationship with others and wants you to have relationship no matter how awkward or weird or defective you think you are. God wants you to have relationships with other people. But our tendency, our tendency is to run. And so what we do is we find a new friend when that old friend hurts us. We find a new job because our bosses are stupid We find a new church because nobody talked to me, nobody loved me. And yet, the question you might have to ask is, who did you love? Who did you reach out to? Who did you care for? Who did you have a flip of anything about? I don't know, but they should love me. All right. Or a new spouse. I'll get a new spouse because this spouse is not working out. And so we continue on in the throwaway society that we're in today. Another way we tend to deal with fear is we freeze. We just freeze solid. So we fight, we flight, or we freeze. In other words, we, we, it just paralyzes us. And you know what we end up doing about the things that are going on with us? We don't do anything. <laughs> we don't do nothing, which is stupid. Because some of us are, you, you know, that's that in the... the uh, definition of of craziness is doing the same thing over and over and expecting something different. Well, it should get better. If I just give it some time, it should get better. Yes, 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 it'll get better. It doesn't. We all struggle. And when our fears consume us, they freeze us. And frozen is never good, except maybe for a Disney movie. It is never good, it is never good to be frozen in your, in your relationships, in your choices, in the things that go on around you. 
And so when you sleep at night, you don't sleep. You wake up in the middle of the night. You can't sleep because you've got all these things going on in your mind. And it's just it, because you haven't made a choice. You haven't made a decision. It's because you, God is calling you to find out what it is that you need to do. I'm not saying you can do it all because you can't. But you've got to say, God, I'm going to give this to you because I can't do it. I'm trying to control it, but I can't. I can't control my mother. I can't control my father. I can't control my job. I can't control what's going on in the Middle East. I can't control any of it. So, I freeze. I freeze. If you go back to Jesus in the time when he's getting ready to leave his followers, and he knows he's getting ready to leave, the response from Jesus was, I'm going to leave, but I'm going to give you a, a helper. And you need to have faith in God, and my helper will take care of you on the day-to-day stuff. I'm not here anymore. You don't physically see me, but the helper that lives here in you will take care of if you don't drown him out, if you don't drink yourself crazy, if you don't take yourself so busy that you're all over the place and you, you are so fearful that you drown out the voice of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is trying to communicate with every person here who is a Jesus follower. But yet we drown him out. And we drown him out with our own tri- our trials and the own things that we try to do. If you look at the list that I just gave you, the list of the fight, flight, or freeze, you might think, well, I don't like any of them, Jeff. <laughs> And I would say, yeah, because none of them solved the problem. Not one of those things solved the problem. But that's the circle of craziness that we go on. And a lot of us may go through all three of those, or we just stay in one of them. Fight. I'm fighting. Come at me. I'm gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna do anything to me. You know. I'm gonna fight, or I'm gonna leave, or I'm gonna freeze up. Those are your three options, folks, except for Jesus, people. And you're going to have to decide if you're going to become angry. Or are you going to put your faith in God? You're going to have to decide, are you going to, to just hide and run away, or are you going to put your faith in God? You're going to have to decide if you're going to continue to just be frozen or and lose all perspective on everything that's going on around you and let everything fall around you and go to hell in a handbasket because you're scared of this or you're frozen by that and you let your friends fall by the wayside and you stop your mission of reaching out and saying, do you know that Jesus is coming back? It's important, folks, that you let your faith flag fly. Psalms 56, 11 says this, In God I trust, and I am not afraid. What can man do to me? What can man do to me? What are you going to do to me? You can kill me. I'm going to go spend eternity. I already talked about that. I'm going to go spend eternity. Look at Isaiah 41, 10. says this, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. He, 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 not me, me, me. I will hold you up. Let's put this on the screen, the next one, if you would, Mindy. Here's why faith is important, okay? You can't fight, flight, freeze. Faith. Here's why faith is important. 
because our fears stand between us and God. Our fears stand between us and God. But faith puts, sorry, back to the, but yeah, but faith puts God between us and our fears. Don't you like that? I love that. He gets in between our fears. He stands and goes, not today, buddy, not today. That's the Holy Spirit's job is to deflect, to come along and comfort. He's not just a comforter. He is a great deflector. And he, knows, he shows us how to deflect. He shows us how to, to go through a time when we're in intense fear and, and where we call anxiety. There's nothing wrong with mental health issue or going to, to see counselors. You need to do that. But I'm telling you, better start here because that and mental health community go together hand in hand. And if your mental health communicator doesn't go hand in hand with this, then you need to get another mental health communicator. You need to get another one. One of my favorite articles that I've read about this in, in for the recent last year was I read an article online about the, this, the, these, um, it was a book, and I, I can't for the life of remember the book, but it was about tra uh, trapeze artists that were in the, f in the fair, or the fair. They were in the circus. They were in the circus. And uh, they, this whole article goes on and on and on about how the life of these, of the flyer and the catcher. And that's one of my favorite pictures of everything that I'm talking about right now. Because you need to have a flyer and you need to have a catcher. There's a whole section uh, that he talks about how important what the catcher does and what the flyer does. The flyer is the one that lets go. Let me say that again. The flyer is the one that lets go. The catcher is the one that catches. And when the flyer is swinging high over above the crowd on the trapeze, the moment comes when the flyer has to do what? Let go. It has to let go. That's where some of you are today. You're swinging on that. You're swinging on that trapeze, and you're barely holding on. And you're going, I, I gotta, I gotta tough it out. My arms are strong. I may have a bad rotator cuff. I may have this, but I'm holding on. A lot of things are going on right, and there's no net, and I'm holding on. God would say to you today, maybe you need to let go. The flyer arches out into the air. That's his job. And then he lets go at that right time. The catcher, the catcher, the flyer just has to remain still, hold his hands up, and the catcher catches. The flyer never reaches towards the catcher, ever, ever because it'll mess up the pass. I want you to see the similarities between that and our relationship with Jesus. Your job is just to hold up your hands, to let go, and let the catcher catch you. Let him catch you. You just have to be still and be caught. That's our job. Again, I'm speaking to me today. Be still and wait for the catcher.
And so today, as we close our time together, we extend our arms and we wait for him to catch us. We have faith that he is watching, that he never sleeps, that he never slumbers. We have faith that his life, this life that we're living, is just a breath away from all eternity. As some of you may not be here tomorrow. It's a very real possibility. In fact, I'd like to, to, to end our, our time this way as the band comes. I'd like you all to stand. I'd like you, I know some of you got bad rotator cuffs and stuff like that, but I'd like you to put your hands up like this, and I want you to put them like this. You don't have to hold them up too high, because I know some of you can't do that very long, but hold them as high as you can. And I'll, we're going to read this, this scripture together, and I want, I, when you read that scripture a couple times, you decide right where you're, wherever you're standing, if you're willing to do this, if you're willing to do this. And it's a, it's, a, it's a testament, and it's a, it's a thing that I want you to do to all the other people in here today. I want you to, to show them that at least you're going to say, I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go. Let's read this verse together as we begin. Psalms 34, 1-4. I'm going to read it with you. I'll try to go slow. Here we go. All together. Here we go. I will bless the Lord at all times. Everybody, his praise shall continually be in my lips. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard and he delivered me from all my fears. Keep your hands up, close your eyes and let me pray. And you, you decide to do what you need to do at this time. Do not fake it. Do not fake it. If you do not mean it, put your hands down and just go on and walk out the door the same way you came in here. But if you really truly mean it during our prayer time where our eyes are closed, see what God does in you. Jesus, you are so good and you have given us what we need to face fear. You allow us to go through things, to deepen our relationship with you. You allow us opportunities to let our faith just fly out loud. And so God, today I just pray that you knew what needs to happen in this place, in these people, that these fears that we talked about, they, that we don't even admit to ourselves that they're real and they're long and they're holding us back. And they define our present and they're in danger of defining our, our future. They've limited our relationships. We're having trouble with people around us because we're fearful. And we've allowed a four-letter word to get between us and you. So God, I pray right now in this crowd that there are some amongst us that will just let go and let you catch them, that they would just fly. They would fly. And this would be a beginning point 
of revival, of reboot, of renewal in each one of them here today. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You can drop your hand so nobody sees whether you're up or down. Let's uh, just stay standing as the band leads us. And if you're here today and God wants to do something, you guys can continue. If, God, if, you, if you want to, to do something physically, you want to come to what we call our altar here and you want to lay your fears down, do that. If you want to do it right where you are, do that. If you need to talk to somebody, come speak to me afterwards today. I'm, I think God wants to do something in some people here today, if you'll allow him. I think many of you, he wants to get your attention because you've been living with these fears that are not right, that they are not holy, and they are hurting your relationship with others, and they are most definitely standing between you and God. Let's see what the Lord does. Thank you, Jeff, for that message. And, you know, usually when we come up here for ministry time, we play a softer song to kind of reflect. And that's fine. I like that. But today we're going to do a little bit different. We're going to replace our fears with praise. We have a lot to be thankful for. And so let's just shout it out really now. Let Let the devil hear what we're singing. Here we go. I'll praise in the valley, praise on the mountain. I'll praise when I'm sure, praise when I'm doubting. I'll praise when I'm numbered, praise when surrounded. Cause praise is the water, my enemies drowning. That's you, devil. As long as I'm breathing, I got a reason to praise the Lord, oh my soul. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Love this verse. I praise when I feel it. I praise when I don't. I praise because I know. He's still in control. Cause my praise is a weapon. It's more than a sound. My praise is the shout that brings Jericho down. As long as I'm breathing, I got a reason to praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. Sing it out. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. I won't be quiet. I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep it inside? Praise the Lord, oh my soul. I hope you're hearing that, devil. You can't read our minds, but you can hear what we're saying. So listen to that right now. We are not going to fear you. I praise cause you're sovereign, praise cause you reign, praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I praise cause you're faithful, praise cause you're true, praise cause there's nobody greater than you. Sing it! I praise cause you're sovereign, praise cause you reign, praise cause you rose and defeated the grave. I praise cause you're faithful, praise cause you're true. 
Praise God, there's nobody greater than you. Praise my soul, oh my soul. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Two more, sing it loud. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. All right, you guys sound great. Here's the situation. Um, we're going to have a baptism. It's going to be cold, and, uh, but we're going to do it. And uh, let me tell you a little bit. This is Taylor. Um, I've known her since the day she got here. So uh, I remember when she got here. I remember when Abby got here. So been a part of her life for a long time. Um, we could have put this off to next week. She's, uh, but she's really been wanting to do this, and it's important to her. And so today she comes to uh, kind of re-up her life. Um, she had a hard um, childhood. She had a lot of messages that were mixed and some that were uh, just different that came at her. And so she's trying to put her life um, back together, and she found out that she can't do that by herself. She needs, uh, she needs a helper, and she wants the Lord to do that. So she comes today to start that journey again. She's on, some, she's on a path that she wants to do uh, a lot of change in her life. And I think the Lord has been speaking to her for a while now. And uh, I pray that you'll pray for her because uh, this journey that she's on is important. I believe it's uh, life or death. I believe it's, that, it's important. I believe it's important because uh, she's, she's expecting Jesus to pull her through this. Is that correct? Would that be a good, good way to put it? Because she can't do it. She's not, she's not doing very well herself. She's kind of flopped. You can relate to that, some of you? Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to ask you to re-up today and just say this. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and I ask him. It's okay. I ask him. Yep, that's right. He heard you. To come in and just change me. Change me. To be my boss, be my, boss. My, Lord, my Lord, and my Savior. My Savior. Amen. Amen. Does anybody want to go back with her, Di? Are you going to go back, or Abby, or anybody? Okay. Mikey wants to go back. Okay. <laughs> you better not. All right. I know. I know. I know. I got it. Okay. So go ahead, Taylor. We're going uh, to watch the news while we go get ready and uh, pray for us that we uh, come up out of this. Here we go. Anyone read lips?
<laughs> Play a little music while we're waiting for that.
Uh, we're also, uh, if you'd like to buy one, that's the 18th, or the actual day that we're going to be putting it together. There is no, um, no bonfire tonight, and also um, there is youth group tonight, and I think uh, there was something else. The Hub. The Hub is not meeting on Tuesday. We're, it happens to be Halloween night, and we're not going to be open that night, so just a reminder for that for all of you. Thank you so much for being. I think the band's going to take us out. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for coming. To rest, gonna go to the place that's the best. When they lay me down to die, going up to the spirit in the sky, going up to the spirit in the sky. That's where I'm gonna go when I die. When I die, and they lay me to rest, gonna go to the place that's the best. You know it's a must You gotta have a friend in Jesus So you know that when you die He's gonna recommend you the spirit in the sky He's gonna recommend you the spirit in the sky That's where you're gonna go when you die When you die, when you die And they lay you to rest You're gonna go to the place that's the best Set me up to the spirit in the sky. Gonna set me up to the spirit in the sky. That's where I'm gonna go when I die. When I die and the lame to rest, I'm gonna go to the place that's the best. Go to the place that's the best. Take it home. Mike Nuttell, ladies and gentlemen. Good job, bro.